So hello and welcome to Prep to Pivot. This is your host Ruchira and today we have with us expert guest Mr. Sarthak Verma. Sarthak is the co-founder of Career Edge, a platform that is democratizing access to mentorship for all through in the intensive career programs on placement and B-school preparation. He took the entrepreneurial plunge right after completing his MBA from the Indian School of Business where he secured the institute rank of 8 out of 700 students in his batch and was the president of the entrepreneurship club. Thank you so much for joining us today Sarthak. Thank you for having me Ruchira I love to be here. Thank you. So Sarthak uh, your first job was at a startup Carteco where you handled strategy and operations and yeah. then you did your MBA from ISB. So yeah. the first question that comes to mind is what made you do your MBA and why did you think that was the right moment in your career to go ahead and do it? Sure interesting question. uh so just to give you some uh, context on my career decisions pre mba uh so i uh, come from a business class family right so i don't have a chacha or a mama who's working in mckinsey or bain uh it was very difficult to uh, get internships in my undergrad i went to delhi university to complete my undergrad uh there was this college called shreed sundev college of business studies uh loved my time there uh, insanely competitive uh some people call it uh, the undergrad world you know ISB but uh, so during uh, finding internships uh, i did not have any connects right so i faced uh, a lot of problems in in getting access to the right people i sent a lot of linkedin dms all of that happened nobody replied uh, then i figured that uh, a relatively easier thing to do is to reach out to startups so in my first year i uh, uh, reached out to card deco and uh, it was a linkedin dm and uh, was fortunate enough to get an internship interned there uh, for a couple of months in their business strategy team uh, then in my second year i uh, interned with uh, urban company back then it was called urban clap in 2017 and uh, that was a business development uh, uh, role which is sales and uh, so i applied for isb in college itself uh, so it was to the young leaders program which is the deferred admin program for isb uh, i was preparing for cat for broadly a year and i heard about isb gmat all of that from one of my uh, uh, batchmates in college uh, in in our coaching so i applied for isb as well uh, to be honest it was a backup option back then because there was this fad about iims iims abc uh, your life will be sorted once you get in all of that uh so uh, i applied for uh, cat as well i wrote cat i uh, uh, attempted gmat as well in my second year and uh, was fortunate enough to again get uh, a deferred admit from isb in my second year so uh, and once i got the isb admit i had uh, received so many positive reviews about the school that i decided to take cat a little less seriously and Uh, got uh, got a percentile which was not good enough for the top three IIM, so I became the natural uh, next step in my career. Uh, with regards to uh, what I did after college, uh, I I don't know if it's a part of your questions, but I'll go ahead and answer. So my post college journey was more interesting because I first joined uh, an investment banking firm because I was a finance buff, right? So I used to. Read all those books, uh, Warren Buffet, Value Investing, Benjamin Graham, all of that. Uh, 
so i joined an id firm i left it uh, in a in a in a week i don't know why what was the trigger it was in hyderabad and i come from delhi uh came back home uh then i joined a consulting firm won't name the firm because it's uh, demeaning uh left it in a day uh again didn't know what was the trigger and then i had no job but i had an effort ad ISB admit but i had a timeline which is i had to get two years of work ex before uh, march 2020 to get into ISB right? because that's the mandatory right. threshold right. so uh then i hunted for jobs once again don't come from a uh don't come from a family with a lot of contact, contacts in corporate so i reached out to my uh, internship manager in in uh, uh car deco and uh, they were fortunate enough to uh, i was fortunate enough they were kind enough to uh, give me a full time role as a business analyst uh, joined car deco uh, then and uh, spent two years uh, with car deco before coming to isb so isb initially was a backup to be honest uh, after the ims when i was in college but then it became uh, one of the best decisions that i've taken in my life uh, after i graduated that's that's absolutely lovely to hear so um, yeah. when you talked about you know that you worked at kartiko and then you moved to yeah. isb uh, when you sure. started your time at isb did you know that you were going to be an entrepreneur never yaar yeah. so uh, ISB में तो I think you already know there is this हवा uh, there is this fad around consulting so तब तो ये था that uh, marks लाओ get a 3.9 3.8 CGPA you are a YLP you don't have work it so you have to do you have to do academics also you have to do clubs also you have to do case comms also you have to do research projects also all of that did all of these things uh, hustled a lot uh, and uh, so I had my options open right so I either wanted to get into uh, vc and i also was exploring roles in startups because i'd loved my time with car deco to be honest uh, pre isb uh, was working uh, with the business head of uh, auto loans team uh, which right now is profitable is one of their uh, highest growing uh, segments in terms of gmv all of that but i loved my time uh, there after leaving two jobs in ibn consulting so i thought that let's explore startup roles also after iisb right so uh, but back then my vision only was that to get in a in a good role it may be vc it may be a ceo's office role uh, in a startup but starting up on my own was uh, never never on the radar at least in the in the 24 months uh, which followed after iisb so i couldn't foresee sitting in the iisb campus key after a year i would be doing something of my own so uh, and i'm being very honest about this right thank you so much for the candor for that so um, yeah. that pick brings me to my next question which is uh, when and what this inspired sure. you to develop your idea then sure uh, so uh, so we started uh, exploring uh, business ideas after place placements happened at isb so isb is a one year program Uh, runs from April to May, so we had a lot of time uh, in our hands. Once placements happened, one thing settled down in January, uh, January Feb, uh, and we uh, got together, started exploring ideas, did a bunch of market validation. Uh, so what I mean by that is very simple, which is you have an idea in your head. Uh, how do you test if the market will respond well to that uh, before going for a full blown launch? Uh, you do a 
uh, you you create a let's say a creative on Canva. You have a small functional website, uh, which you can create on GoDaddy or uh, uh, Wix, whatever works or WordPress, and you do paid ads on that. Right? You either put up that creative on Facebook or Insta or LinkedIn, whatever your target audience would use, and you try to track some metrics. Right? So metrics can be uh, how many people are clicking on the creative in a day or uh, how many uh, people are filling up a Google form that you feel to be in trust. Uh, so we did all of that, experimented with 10 to 12 ideas and the ideas were very eclectic. So we had, we thought of things like uh, a premium dating service for tier one B school grads. Uh, we called it Friga. We uh, experimented with uh, the idea of income share agreements, which is that... Uh, whenever somebody is going to B school, you don't, uh, so let's say somebody is coming to ISB. So ISB won't take the entire 40 lakhs from them. But what ISB can do is ISB can take a cut of their future income for a certain point of time. So you're essentially taking a punt on the future career outcomes of the student. Right. right. Uh, so we experimented with all these ideas in education, FinTech, uh, uh, D2C, all of that. And then we figured that we are not able to uh, finalize what will work. So, we thought in order to see how these things work, because uh, I was doing this for the first time, let's, uh, we thought like, let's start with something which is in our comfort zone, right? which is uh, education. We are from the top 1% educational strata of the country. Let's start with uh, uh, a very simple idea where you are connecting people who, let's say, don't come from that background of access and uh, credentials and pedigree. You connect such people, be it students or professionals with people who have been there and done that right so very simple example is an undergrad student in du has a mckinsey interview coming up you connect them with somebody working in mckinsey uh for a for a zoom call and they pay you for that service right and you pay some portion out of that to the mentor who's a mckinsey right. consultant who's right. taking out time so uh and to be honest with you for me it was something personal also because i'd faced this exact same struggle in my undergrad as i told you right so i uh, did not come from a family where we had uh, where I had a lot of contacts to get my internships or jobs. I had to struggle a lot, uh, reach out to people a lot. Uh, so I thought that uh, there is a need uh, where people who are not from SRCC, Stephens, or ISB or IMS, uh, and it's a huge chunk, at least 98% of uh, the Janta in colleges, early professionals, all of that, these people are trying to break into one of the dream jobs or B-schools, but they're not able to. Why? Because they don't have credible and timely and affordable guidance. I mean, you reach out to 10 people on LinkedIn, nobody will reply. At least nobody will reply on time. Right. So uh, that was the intent. And we saw that there was no big player uh, in, in this space. Uh, and the space now is called Career Tech. It's a, it's a niche of EdTech only. It's called Career Tech. Uh, back then, there was no funded players, nothing of that sort. So I think that is where the seed of this idea germinated. It was uh, easier for us to do this because we had that access. We had those mentors who were our friends at ISP. And secondly, I had personally faced this problem. So that was the, that was the impact. All right. That's a really powerful and moving story of why this idea and how you went about doing it. So um, yeah. I, I want to ask you that... Um, at the beginning of your journey, when you had this idea, which you talked about a little bit, what were some of sure. the challenges that you had to overcome at the start? Hmm. So, uh, this is very important for 
those who want to start up to listen to because uh, i have done my fair share of mistakes so um so we started off with career edge as a side project right so we thought that we'll keep doing our jobs after isv uh, career edge will be a side project where we'll get let's say 10 20k of a uh, side income per person and also with career edge we'll try to hunt for that billion dollar idea which will eventually materialize right so career edge was just a uh, uh, testing ground for us so uh, a lot of things happened so one thing which uh, we did terribly wrong was we uh, figured out the product which is one to one mentorship for students and working professionals but we didn't figure out the traction channel which is where do you generate demand where where do you tell people on this is the this is the platform this is how you can book sessions so we uh, did not brainstorm on that we only kept brainstorming on the product the financials all of that and we spent almost a lakh lakh of uh, lakh rupees uh, on uh, instagram in terms of paid ads and we obviously did not get any leads then we figured that then we went back to the drawing board and then we figured that a college student who genuinely wants guidance will not come to insta right that's not the use case so we then went to linkedin did linkedin ads as well but linkedin ads are very expensive for a small enterprise so we burnt money there then we thought yaar itne paise to hum nahi jala payenge matlab we have limited limited money so uh, we started off started off the linkedin page uh, in july last year and we started posting organic content there what i mean by organic contented organic content is we had brought 20 mentors back then who were kind enough to agree to be on board it we started introducing them right meet sarthak who is an alum of xyz school he is uh, mentoring at career edge you can book a session with him through uh, uh, this this link the good thing that we figured about linkedin organic content is that uh, it's a very strong uh, flywheel why because you tag a person in your linkedin post or if somebody likes your linkedin post your whole network gets to know about uh, it their whole network gets to know about it as well right so all these mentors had some networks on linkedin and people very uh, early on get got to know that there is some service where this guy this girl is mentoring uh, so that was one learning journey which is you have to figure about figure out about product but traction uh, is equally important that is one um, and then we uh, then we leverage linkedin a lot right so linkedin still today till today linkedin is our major traction channel right so now we have broadly 20k followers on linkedin on the company page which i believe for a bootstrap startup is uh, decent in terms of a one year uh, journey so that was one mistake which we did early on which was which is we did not figure out which channel to leverage uh, and and advertise on secondly uh, uh i don't know i mean so it's it's very good to uh it's very uh, important to figure out uh, if if your other co-founders are also uh, as as passionate about uh, the the idea as you right so otherwise it becomes a it, it becomes an isb group project aap hi sara kaam kar rahe hote ho and other people are simply watching on the sidelines right so that is something which started happening so i was handling my job the other co founders were also in their jobs uh, but i figured that i was doing the most of the work right so i was taking out time at 6 am in the morning putting up a linkedin post i was catering to customer queries taking money aligning people with their mentors all of that uh, so 
it's it's very good it's very important to firstly align uh, yourself with your other co-founders if if you want to do something of your own directly or eventually after b school or college uh that is something which i did not do right so uh i thought that we are friends so we'll be we'll become good business partners everybody will shoulder equal amount of responsibility but that did not happen uh so that was my second learning uh, which is uh take a take a sense take of what others feel about the idea are they as committed as you are they willing to leave their jobs for this idea uh that was the second learning and the last learning which i had in the initial phases was that there is no billion dollar idea right you keep on saying ki abhi tak hame perfect idea nahi mila but mil jayega but there is no such idea right so uh and i told you right so we had this vision in mind which is career edge is a side project we keep on hunting for the big idea and run career edge on the side so how things turned out uh, was that career edge started monetizing right so uh by january this year we had a sizable revenue uh and uh, we figured that let's double down on career edge only because this is where instant monetization is happening our company page is growing, growing decently all of that so we uh, were working on another idea on the side which was of online gaming but uh, we we uh, stopped working on that so my only uh, my learning uh, was that uh, execution matters a lot right so there is no perfect idea if you keep waiting for the perfect idea and you want to do something of your own in life you will not not be able to leave your job yeah those were my three learnings sorry for the long answer no no i think that's perfect i think especially uh, what you said right at the end that was uh, a really powerful learning and uh, knowing what you know now is there anything yeah. that you would have done differently when you first started out interesting question uh yeah so firstly uh just to synthesize what i learned if i am starting out again uh, so i am not even a year old in my entrepreneurship journey but uh, still i'll answer the question so uh, i'll uh, not only work on the product but in parallel work on distribution because distribution is equally important that's one and the right distribution uh, secondly i'll uh, look for either i'll do it on my own right from the start or i'll look for co-founders which are as committed as me uh that's second and uh, uh i'll uh, try to build a team early on right because uh, i have had my struggles in hiring the right people some people came they went uh which which left me uh, to do all the work which is compliance sales operations all of that so it's good to have a buffer in terms of uh in terms of number of people in your team right so if you if you think you need four people always hire one extra resource because you don't know when you will be occupied you don't know when somebody will leave that is something which i've learned uh, lately so that is what i would do differently all right so that's an interesting point that you came up with at the end which is about a team building over there yeah. so how did you first select your employees for your startup sure so uh, yeah so we we are not a uh, unilever or a mckinsey so we did not have a lot of options but we were uh, fortunate enough to have good people so early on we hired uh, so we started off uh, let me give you a timeline so we started off with career edge in the isb campus 
the i the linkedin page went live in july 2021 and uh, we had our first hire i think in january 2022 which is this year and we hired uh, a couple of people in january both of them college students both of them uh, joined as interns uh, to help us in creating linkedin post uh, creating content uh, instagram all of that so we simply uh, created a google form floated it out from our individual linkedin handles and uh, we were looking for firstly people who can write content because if your english is broken or if you're not using the right grammar people will unfollow your page right away right so that was one and secondly uh, people who were as passionate about as, as passionate about it as us right so ab is idea ke bare mein wohi passionate ho sakta hai who has had his or her share of struggles in reaching out to mentors interviewing with companies applying for b school so we did not go for somebody from srcc stephen subdev we hired people from uh uh colleges like dolatram uh other engineering colleges all of that uh so these people are these people were as passionate about the problem that we're trying to solve and uh, they had a good command over content so those were the two things that we were looking at uh, and that's how we hired our uh early early first four five employees which and all of these were interns part time employees all right all right i think i get uh, quite a good picture of that So a few yeah. minutes ago, ago you talked about this particular uh, concept of career tech as an emerging niche from ed tech. Yeah. So in yeah. this emerging space, what makes your business idea unique? Sure. So um, let me give you a landscape of how ed tech uh, has been uh, going on in the country. So all of us know K twelve was uh, uh, was and is being ruled by players like Baidu's. Uh, online classes tutorials for math science etc and then when you graduate when you uh, pass out from school you have to go to college and uh, once you enter college you start uh, giving exams right there 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 you have players like uh, an academy right so competitive exams like gmat cat upsc all of that uh, but we figured that when it comes to picking the right exam for yourself when it comes to interviewing with the right companies neither an academy was catering to such a problem although their target audience was of a similar age neither byju's was catering to such a problem which is interview prep b school prep uh, from credible credible people there are still some players like jambori etc were there but they are exorbitantly priced right so uh, we figured that there is a lack of uh credible help for sure and there is also lack of affordable guidance and somebody who is 22 23 years of age will not be able to spend 50k in just in just writing their isbss or giving their interviews right that's a lot of money so uh we figured that it's an opportunity for us to undercut undercut the established players in the market and there were no funded players back then i think we found out a couple of players uh who were providing similar interview preparation services uh one was contel one was replace they are still there uh and uh, but they were not that big right so hardly 5 6k followers on linkedin uh all of that so we figured that there is an opportunity now you have players like uh uh seco growth school all of that so 
in terms of our unique idea and how we uniquely stand against all the competition and other players in the industry is very simple uh see in terms of the supply of uh guidance which is in terms of the mentors that your platform may have you can't differentiate yourself right so if i have somebody who is a mckinsey consultant or an isb alum on my platform somebody else can also do it right so very low barriers to entry there in terms of supply what we try to do is uh, we try to make sure that uh, firstly uh, it's affordable because uh, we have had we are seeing a lot of players in terms of uh, players on mba consulting uh, gmat coaching interview preparation there are players which charge a lot of money uh, without any credible guidance that's one which is a unique point secondly uh, i feel there are startups today which uh are gated what i mean by that is even to join let's say a fellowship in in xyz company you have to you have to have a good cv but that defeats the purpose right so i don't know if if you know about this but for engineering students there was this institute called vidya mandir classes so even to get into this coaching center you need you needed to give an exam and uh, मतलब आईटी जाना तो दूर की बात है लोगों से विद्या मंदिर का एग्जाम नहीं क्लियर हो रहा था हो रहा सो आई थिंक लॉर्ड ऑफ स्टार्ट दीज डेज क्रिएटेड दिस फैड वेर दे टेल यू दैट वी ओनली शॉर्ट लिस्ट टेन परसेंट ऑफ द पीपल हु अप्लाई विद अस फॉर आर फेलोशिप और फॉर आर प्रोग्राम आई हेट दैट राइट सो इफ समी नीड्स टू हैव अ गुड सीवी इन ऑर्डर टू एंटर माई फेलोशिप देन वॉट एम आई हेल्पिंग दैम विद right i am not trying to i am so my goal is very simple i am trying to democratize access to credible and affordable mentorship for all if i try to uh, think thrice before onboarding somebody as a consulting fellow with career edge or make them a part of the product management board at career edge then my purpose is defeated right so it's an open for all thing all of our programs are open for all the only prerequisite is you should have a genuine interest to crack the gmat or let's say get into consulting or let's say crack pm all of that uh, but it's open for all so i believe two uh, two uh, usps are there which is credible help at of at an affordable price point specifically for college students and secondly uh, no uh, no restrictions when it comes to you being admitted in our programs absolutely and i think that uh, those two uh, points really set uh, career edge apart and yeah. um, so when you talked about there were no other majorly funded players in this environment that brings sure. me to my next question which is what were some strategies that you used for the marketing both aspects sure so uh, just to clarify we haven't raised funding uh, okay it's a bootstrapped bootstrap startup profitable from day one okay and uh, we pay out salaries from our revenue so that's the thing and okay um uh, and i to be honest i mentally battled with myself to raise funding because in today's times if you are not raising funding and you're st- and if you are an entrepreneur people see you as a massive failure right huh, so okay. uh so it was and we tried to uh, reach out to investors all of that we were in talks but then i decided that uh, it's not the right step for us okay. because we we after a lot of uh, learning understood that organic content is the best content yeah. even though your your growth will be slower but uh, 
you will be moving in the right direction which comes to my answer for the second part of the question which is uh, how did we do our marketing so marketing has always been organic for us organic content marketing what i mean by that is very simple we push out content which is which we believe is valuative for people uh, it can be uh, something which is let's say portal slide forces analysis for uh, dummies it can be uh, roadmap for gmat it can be uh, what is ratio analysis for finance enthusiasts so we push out organic content through the career as linkedin page we also have a second page uh, which is specifically for gmat test takers and p school aspirants which is called master stroke and i also keep posting on linkedin so i think that has been the only marketing tool for us till now and obviously word of mouth is is another right i myself have actually used uh, quite a few of your posts just as like little sure. snippets but in particular yeah. i think the one you had on um, certain specific numbers for guesstimates i think that was consolidated yeah. in a very uh, helpful way uh, so yeah. that that is a very eye catching way of uh, continuing your marketing so um sure. satik after having discussed so much i want to understand um that what have you enjoyed most about having started your own company uh that's a good question i think uh, the most that i've enjoyed is that uh, it gives me freedom to work on the problems which i like to work on right so um i'm not saying that if you're doing a job you're a loser in life that's not what i'm trying to say but uh, i feel with the kind of companies that i've worked with with the kind of employers that i've had uh, there is always somebody over over your head who will try to prioritize your to do's for you right? so entrepreneurship uh, is is a challenge and it gives you a new set of to do's every day and they are never predefined by somebody else you decide what i want to work on today for me it can be getting the career as website redesign for me it can be shooting a youtube video for me it can be uh improving the sales process so uh for me i have loved the freedom that this game of entrepreneurship gives you uh, the freedom to work on the problems which you want to solve that's that's what i've loved all right all right so uh, when you discuss that you are in charge of your to do list of each day uh, mm. that actually brings me to my next question so for students who are completing their mba and then going into entrepreneurship what is a typical day look like and what are some of the kpis for roles like yours uh understood so uh, a typical day when you start your entrepreneurship journey uh is uh so it's it's not defined to be very honest with you so initially obviously when you're starting off if it's your day one you have to brainstorm and figure out uh, what is it that i'm selling right is it something which is directly or eventually monetizable that's because for every business number one rule is to earn money right so you need to firstly figure out if i have something or if i can build something which can be helpful for others and which the others can pay me for that's one that requires a lot of brainstorming secondly you need to figure out how am i uh, how will i be able to make people aware about it right will it require a lot of money then you need to raise funding uh, or funding from friends family uh, etc if it doesn't then you need to figure out how will you organically uh, scale scale your idea right so you need, you need to start small you need don't need to have a 
full fledged website from day one right don't spend your uh hard earned money on building a website first and then figuring out what the product or the channel will be uh first start small so we talking about ourselves i initially used to send emails to people with a pdf which contained the list of all the mentors now we have a fancy website which contains the list of all mentors uh i believe the website is fancy the same but uh, in our early 4 5 months we had a pdf we used to manually email every lead that we got that this is the list of the mentors this is the price that you need to pay this is the upi id now we have razor pay integration all of that but that only makes sense if you find something which is sustainably monetizable right so your initial 5 6 months as an entrepreneur as a first time entrepreneur will just be spent on what to sell and how to sell it that's the those are the two problems that you need to solve right i think that that's very clear from what you just said uh, yeah. one of the things that you write about in your organic content is about your journey at isb and in hindsight mm. how would you describe that one year of transformation and why do you mm. think having an mba helped you become a better entrepreneur so i am forever uh, indebted to isb for whatever uh, it has given me uh, firstly i think uh, people don't talk about it a lot matlab i won't talk about uh, cpc placements all of that because i did not myself i am not working in a job but for me uh, it it definitely gave me a safety net right so if i figured that even if i swing for the fences even if i uh, do a startup it doesn't work out i have an isb degree which will help me land a job a decent job at a decent pay package so it gave me uh, the independence to swing for the fences and not care about the repercussions which might not be true for somebody let's say who's who's not an mba from a tier 1 school or uh, may not have that appetite uh, so that is one and secondly uh, it, it definitely made me a more confident individual right so i was somebody who is very very introverted but now my job my i handle sales for the company right so my job is to talk to strangers on a daily basis so i think that was something which came up because of isb and lastly uh, it's it's that community that you get for life so we have 100 mentors on board for career edge out of them i think 50% are my batchmates or junior seniors from isb so it gives you that network for sure so if it was not for isb i don't think i would have ever been able to uh, start anything of my own all right that's quite a testimonial for isb <laughs> and uh, on that note isb has certain um, certain ventures like uh, d labs or i ventures to help entrepreneurs so could you tell us a little bit more about that so yeah to be very honest with you uh, so since i was the president of the entrepreneurship club at isb so i got a chance to interact with uh, uh, the aic which is atal incubation center which is the incubation center at mohali and d labs which is the incubation center in hyderabad uh, i could not uh, essentially collaborate with them for career edge uh but with regards to my understanding about these i think uh these are your typical incubation centers where, where you get not only funding but also uh you essentially get network to the right people you get mentorship all of that uh which is extremely helpful for isb alums who are looking to start out and i ventures opened up uh I think it was started by uh, Professor Bhagwan, uh, and he's one of my 
most favorite professors in finance uh, so he i think initiated this venture which is uh, i venture i don't know if it's only for isb alums uh, i have don't have 100% clarity on that but it's essentially uh, trying to firstly uh, make isb students more entrepreneurial in nature because i have seen a lot of i venture discussions being ha- being uh, conducted on campus which is uh, very simple right people brainstorm ideas on what to build how to build it they try to dissect the businesses of other successful startups that's a great starting point when you're in b school and i ventures i think also collaborates with d labs and uh, aic to understand and source uh, fundable ideas of isb alums and other other people also so i think these are great uh, great institutions for any entrepreneur who is uh, who is looking to start up is not super sure on their idea and also wants funding mentorship connects all of that sure i think that's really helpful especially given that our audience would be um, possible hopeful mba students looking to break into entrepreneurship so yeah. that brings me to my last question which is um having worked in your own organization post mba what advice would you give to someone who is trying to become an entrepreneur post mba uh yeah i think i was uh, extremely uh, extremely uh, fortunate and i'm grateful for that which is uh, my family was there to support me emotionally is still there to support me my parents uh, my brother my bhabhi my niece all of uh, all of them uh, have supported me a lot and uh, not only emotionally but also financially because you can't start earning money from day one right that's the hard harsh right. truth about entrepreneurship so what advice i'll give uh, see you need to think at least for 10 times uh before before going ahead i'll tell you why because and i'm sharing my own journey also i'm being a little personal here See when I was starting with Career Edge, when I left my job in February 2022 this year, we did not have as much revenue, which which would have let's say paid out my salary, which I was earning in my job. So I had to fathom and digest the fact that for the next six months or maybe even a year, I will not be earning anything, while my batchmates who are working with McKinsey, Accenture, etc. let's say earning 1.5 to 2 lakhs per month right and that hits you a lot because you think that you were the president of a club you had rank it etc 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 you were meant for good things all of that but entrepreneurship is such that you nev- almost never get instantaneous results right i've failed a lot in 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 building career edge i still keep failing every day i try to introduce something it does not work out i roll it back but that's something that you need to uh imbibe as as somebody who who wants to start up which is uh and i call this a moat it's a personal moat which is to overcome rejection uh instantly you will get rejected by investors if you're raising you will get rejected by prospective customers who will decline to uh enroll for your courses buy your offering all of that you will get rejected maybe by your friends right who might not be able to help you who who won't be able to sympathize sympathize with your situation all of that you might also be get might also be getting a rejection from your parents right so my parents are always very supportive uh i crib in front of them i cry in front of them i uh 
I tell them that I that I regret what I'm doing, all of that, and they are very kind, very supportive to listen to me and tell me to uh, just go on for one more day. But you will keep getting rejections, right? And it's it's okay when you read a business biography or a or a or a TechCrunch article or a Your Story article. He he entrepreneur tha, his journey thi. He was rejected by fifty, sixty investors, and now he's here today. But trust me, getting those rejections every single day, every single minute, is very difficult to digest. I have uh, had to build my emotional intelligence and uh, question to to uh, fathom so many rejections on a daily basis. So that's my only advice. See, if you are able to do this, which is if you are able to overcome rejection, all other things will be taken care of. Which is you will be able to find the right product, the right market, the right. monetization etc but this thing really troubles you a lot on a daily basis so uh, that would be my advice which is if you are uh, taking a plunge uh, into entrepreneurship please make sure that you have let's say the right uh, financial backing the right emotional support moral support system because without that it gets very difficult absolutely and um I think I would like to just thank you so much for the candor with which you answered that question. I mean, yeah. that was a raw, honest version of what entrepreneurship really is, especially yeah. in a post MBA world where you have you can see what your classmates are doing, and I'm sure that yeah. adds a little bit of pressure as well. Definitely a lot. Right. So, uh, Sarthak, thank you so much, uh, and we come to the end of the knowledge nugget segment, and we'll sure. move on to the network and chill rapid fire section. Sure. So, are you ready for? For the rapid fire, definitely. All right. So the first question is, how do you define success? Uh, it's the freedom to do what you want to do whenever you want to do it. All right. What is one lesson that ISP has taught you that you think everyone should learn at some point of time in their life? Never trust your friends. What are some of your networking tips for offline events? Uh. Be raw, be authentic. Don't try to butter people. They hate that, and be to the point. If you could be remembered for one thing, what would that be? I wanted to be career edge, but yeah, that's my answer. All right. And what is one question that you wish I had asked you today, and what would have your answer been? Ah, uh, I think you asked me all the questions. To be honest with you, and loved uh, the chat. So, ah, uh, no, no questions. Ah, uh, which. Can come up. Uh, no questions come up to my mind. All right. All right. Well, with that, we come to the end of today's episode, and I'd like to just thank you so much again, Sathak, for joining us and oh. in this um, absolutely uh, no holds barred interview where we discuss what <laughs> is entrepreneurship post MBA. Thank you so much for joining sure. us. Thank you so much, Rishara. Take care, and all the best to you and the podcast that you're having. Trust me on this. I listen to it uh, whenever you push out a new episode, and it will. Really help out a lot of MBA aspirants, B school students, and also undergrad students. Thank you, thank you so 